Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. Hello! It's Erica. And it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. And this is kind of weird because this is the second time we've had to record this because my computer is a turd. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool. Go us. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Nailing but, it every um, time. 100% accuracy. <laughs> but what's crazy about this episode in addition to my computer making us do it two times is that we're gonna do the news together but erica unfortunately wasn't able to be around for um the special interview that we have um with rebecca from the cambry house so definitely stick around though after the news because she has a haunted bed and breakfast event home where you can have your wedding and go ghost hunting at the same time which like is our dream i guess that's so cool and it's on a river it's on the mississippi great that amplifies the spook exactly and that is like that flowing water energy Mm -hmm. i'm i get it cool no no uh, I'd love to get that would have been cool get married at a haunted maybe the place I got married at is haunted who knows I didn't ask I should have it is a it is a barn it's an old ass barn it's gotta be <laughs> what do you think it's haunted with uh I don't know I'll have to ask them we were gonna go back and visit there and take take the nugget so we could be like Aww. Esme mom and dad got married here okay you stand there I'm gonna go buy some wine <laughs> and she's like why are we here mom it's hot yeah. It's really, really hot outside. <laughs> Baby does not like the heat, guys. As one does when they are a vampire. That is true. She is the palest of the pale. Of vampires. <laughs> she is. <laughs> so, so pale. I love it. She's so, so cute. It's a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, do, I'll ask him if it's on it when, when we go up that way. Good stuff. I want to know. It better be. I remember when I was trying on wedding dresses, I, for fun, tried on one that was this black lace craziness. (gasps) Oh, I really wanted it. And I was like, I don't know. How much was it? You know, I don't remember. I don't Mm. remember really. I don't remember logging that. But I loved it. And Shame. I remember as soon as I put it on, like, okay, I won't wear this for the wedding, but. I want this for the labyrinth of Jared's ball. This is perfect. Do you remember the brand? Come on, I feel like you're no, really but I can, out now. I can, no, I don't know. I just know I really liked it. it Guys, black lace dress, go find oh, it. I think was it strapless? I can't even remember. I just remember the fabric, and I loved it. Oh, 
poo buckets. I was close. It was probably in the top three. (laughs) I loved it. I I think my mom would have like been really bummed. But at the same time, I didn't wear a white dress for my wedding. So Mm. there you go. I really wanted like a a floral, like colorful one. But that like wasn't in yet. It was like just starting Mm. to come out. So was it wasn't fashionable. No, apparently not. So Ooh. I went with stripes. So whatever. Your dress was cool. It I was like a good it. time. I'd like to wear it again somewhere. I don't know where. You should. Let's go somewhere fancy. Oh, I would love to go somewhere fancy. Uh, <laughs> Guys, we really miss being in public. You know what we could do? Hmm. We can finally go see Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Oh, I got to f- I don't have a dress for I need, that. I and then I need one. the black dress. I can't oh, wear white to that. Okay. I got to go. I got to go full masquerade. <laughs> They're going to kick us out. They're going to be like, stop singing at the top of your lungs. Do people get up and dance during that play? I haven't been in a um, while. That was normal, the, right? The two times that I saw it, they did not. <laughs> We should get up while there's the gentleman it. with the It'd flashlights like, would probably <laughs> be like, Madam, please leave. Madam, stop. Unhand me, you cad. <laughs> They're like, Ma'am, please, please don't. Just feeling it. I would love that. Just like a concert. And they go, Could you imagine the people behind us? Like when a concert starts and you all stand up and it's like, oh do that during Phantom and never sit down. <laughs> They'd be like, could you, could you please sit down? No, we're here why, to see. Th- no. Why don't you stand up and have a good time with us? Wet Appreciate- blanket. <laughs> wet blanket. Get out of here. <laughs> I like that phrase, wet blanket. I think I called Sean one of like a wet blanket pretty recently. That's awesome. And it just kind of throw cat out. out there too. Apparently, okay. my vocabulary, vocabulary, vocabulary tonight is <laughs> pretty remarkable. Mm. Cad, wet blanket. What else can we throw in there? I don't know. It'll come to me. There's kind of what be is that? One. What is that accent called? I know we've talked about this. I think on Patreon. The mm. um, oh, like the Atlantic. Uh, the yeah. Uh, is it trans? Transatlantic? Transatlantic. Yeah. It might be. The one where they're like, I don't know what you're talking about, say. (laughs) Yeah, like weird reporter on the run, like, (laughs) or something. (laughs) What's that accent called? Is it transatlantic? I feel like I'm going to go all in on that. All all the chips in the middle on that one. All of them. I've masqueraded my head. Every day a different face. Is that what it is? Do, do, do. Guys, okay, we have news for you. Okay. My news. You're first. It's about a giant space turd. I swear, that's what this thing looks like. It doesn't, it doesn't look cool. Have you guys heard of Oumuamua? It was basically kind of famous in the news for a while maybe like a couple years ago because people didn't know or people don't know to this day uh what it is but it seems like it chip it shifts directions and it looks like a giant turd in space um they don't really have any pictures of it but they have plenty of artist renditions that are (laughs) 
high quality because they show beautiful galaxies in the background and there's just like brown floating long <laughs> object that's lumpy coming through space. Oh my goodness. But anyway, this came oops, this came up in the news a while ago, but it's still famous because nobody knows what it is. Um they think some people think that it's alien technology, other people are like it's just some weird long chunk of planet, but um there are sources for evidence that obviously that we're not the only intelligent species in the cosmos and pe- this is from scientific american so oumuamua was discovered in 2017 so it's been four years since it came out um it was inferred to have a flat shape so it's like i said artist renditions kind of change some of them it looks like a giant long cylinder other times it kind of looks chunky um but it looked like this flat shape seemed to be pushed away from the sun as if it were like a light sail and it looked like a pancake that would tumble like once every eight hours and it would be what what does this say okay this pancake tumbling once every eight hours and originated (laughs) from the rare state of the local standard of rest which averages over the motions of all the stars in the vicinity of the sun i don't know what that means what does that mean do you know what that means i don't even understand the first part about the pancake (laughs) okay so basically this thing moved at weird intervals so it didn't seem natural all right like just like natural movement of something through the cosmos that got propelled like it would it would shift its movement which made no sense okay um uh so second the pentagon uh just recently delivered their report to congress stating that some uaps unidentified aerial phenomena let's just call it ufos because that's what we know that's what they're originally called Mm -hmm. i like the i like the og name um but if a uap or ufo originated from china or russia and were a national security risk their existence would have never been revealed to the public which is totally 100 percent true and that's what we've been saying is that we don't think that if it were like if it were actually local, then why would the government share like, oh yeah, we're totally onto you, China, or we're onto you, Russia? Yeah, like you would never share that. And or Russia's that, like, military and everything involved with it is not—it's not Russia. <laughs> it's just not. Mm-mm. That's out. I don't. I guess I don't know enough about. China and their military and their tech, but I know it's not Russia. And no. I just, I don't I know. Just, I get it. It's almost like it's either it's you like aliens or mm-hmm. it's like just our weird tech phenomena mm-hmm. and we're playing coy. Or it's human in nature, but it's from the future. Yeah. Oh. That's one. They're, us coming back mm-hmm. <sighs> it's like a terminator situation well but anyway so if the uap came from one of our frenemies because uh, i don't really uh, that's kind of what they are mm-hmm. um they they wouldn't tell us so it's reasonable to conclude that the u.s government believes that some of these objects are not human in origin or like we said they're from us but in the future and they won't reveal that shit so um both possibilities of it either being terrestrial or extraterrestrial 
imply something new and interesting that we didn't know before. So the study of UAPs or UFOs should shift from occupying the talking points of a national security administrators and politicians to science instead, because of course it should. What are, what are administrators and politicians going to do for us for this? Mm, 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 nothing. 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 We need our scientists up here. Okay, so even many or even most of UFOs might be natural phenomena, but even if one of them is extraterrestrial, might there be any link to Oumuamua? The inferred abundance of Oumuamua-like objects is unreasonably large if they're of purely natural origin. So with Amaya Moro Martin and Ed Turner... Uh, this person who wrote the Scientific American article, wrote a paper in 2009 calculating the number of interstellar rocks based upon what is known about the solar system and assuming that these rocks were ejected from similar planetary systems orbiting other stars because Oumuamua just is kind of just making its way through our solar system mm. or through our through our galaxy. And it's really freaking people out. Uh, with what? Rocks? Fire? Laser beams. We don't have lasers powerful enough. Yet. We have stuff that can be shot up there. Because we have a plan A, B, and C, and I think there's a D. Oh my goodness. In place for if something is going to crash into the mm-hmm. earth and murder us all. But it's not close enough. Uh, I bet those, I bet they're, I bet they're on it. They're going to blow it up. Yes, they should. <laughs> The population of these objects required to explain the discovery of Muamua exceeds the expected number of interstellar rocks uh, by orders of magnitude. So, in fact, there should be a quadrillion Oumuamua-like objects within the solar system at any given time. Mm. So maybe we do need your lasers. We need them. We need those lasers, guys. Fire the lasers. So, but the number is reasonable. So we were talking about like the number, the large number of these objects. Okay. But the number is reasonable if Oumuamua was an artificial object on a targeted mission toward the sun aimed to collect data from the habitable region near Earth. So it's kind of like one of our satellites, maybe. Because we send satellites out and probes in all these different directions. Well, and maybe this is what that... It? What is useful as a shape to maybe an alien species might not be recognized by us. Like maybe we wouldn't look at it and go, oh... That's obviously a probe, or oh, that's obviously uh, a satellite. <laughs> so one might even wonder whether Oumuamua might have been retrieving data. And I don't like it. I know. Get out of but here. But yeah, it's got a thin, flat shape, apparently, that could have been part of, like, that of a receiver. But it's it's weird. They show it in so many different shapes that I'm not really sure, like... Yeah, I've never seen I, the thin pancake Yeah, version. I haven't either, but... It might have been trying to uh, like retrieve data from probes that were already sprinkled on Earth at an earlier time. Ooh. They don't know. Oumuamua was pushed by sunlight, not for the purpose of propulsion, but as a, bri- a byproduct of its thin, flat shape. So I'm sorry I described it as a giant turd because one artist's description of it clearly was wrong. But I guess <laughs> it's a giant pancake. Oh, I don't like that. I know. That's why they're like UFO. It's got to be because it's just too. That's not really like a natural shape. Yeah, not at that all. You'd get from an exploding star or exploding planet or anything. Ugh. But a similar push by a reflection of sunlight without a cometary trail, so like without the little mm-hmm. uh, Hailbop has. Yeah, were the traits of an artificial rocket booster that was identified in 2020 by the same telescope. It's called PanStars that discovered. Oumuamua and this artificial object named 2020 
SO was not designed to be a solar sail, but had thin walls with a large surface to ma- mass radio for a different purpose. So I don't know. I hate it. Get it out of here. Build a little craft with a big old cartoon baseball bat and then just line it up and knock it out of the park. <laughs> just Why don't you just... No, you should make a giant spatula and flip that pancake away. That's what it wants. That's what it wants. To make a giant spatula? <laughs> yeah, it wants it. I feel like a spatula would be helpful. Oh, get just it laser it out of here. Hmm. Burn it. Okay. Yuck, it's just up there. I hate that. Pancaking around. Get it out of here. What's your news? All right. Bigfoot was spotted in upstate New York, question mark. Oh. (laughs) A motorist in upstate New York thinks they may have spotted Bigfoot dashing across the road in front of his car. Was he dashing or was he I think both. Why not both? You know what I mean. I know know what what I mean. According to a local (laughs) media report, the Sasquatch sighting occurred last Sunday evening as Michael Guimond was en route to his home in the community of Messina. Much to his profound surprise, the other routine drive was interrupted by some high strangeness when something bipedal ran across the road within 50 feet of my car, he says. Ooh. All right, that's... Spooky. The bewildered witness observed that it crossed the road from right to left in less than a second. That's wow. really fast. One 1,000. Done. Okay. <laughs> Bolstering his belief that the creature may have been a Bigfoot, he noted that the bipedal animal sported a shaggy coat of brown or gray fur Ooh. as well as arms and legs that moved in a circular motion. Wait, what? what? Circular motion? What does that mean? What does it all mean, Basil? What? Uh, what? What does he mean? He's flailing around all crazy? What? Yeah, I don't know. Circular what? motion? Arms and legs that moved in a circular... <laughs> What's happening? Your legs circular, kind of... Like this? Like, he means like... I don't know. What's his I, name? I don't think he's windmilling. From the Who when he plays the guitar and he's strumming it like that? That's like I a don't, circle? I don't think they I mean get, that. What else would he mean? He can't be doing little, know. like, treading water circles. That would be wild. This is weird. Okay, let's okay, see. read more. Read One more. One might think that seeing a Sasquatch would be a thrilling moment, but he appeared to understand the downside of being such a witness, as he conceded while sharing the story on Facebook that he was doing so as the risk, oh, sorry, at the risk of ridicule. They didn't spell that right. Um, insisting that the creature was not a deer, the man acknowledged those who may make light of this sighting by musing, I know what you're thinking, but I'm serious. Um, he indicated That's gotta that be he so frustrating. Heard, I know, other accounts of Bigfoot being seen in the general vicinity of his encounter, which makes this case not altogether unbelievable. Fortunately, while a few of his Facebook friends poked fun at him, the vast majority of the responses were positive with a lot of people feeling emboldened to share their own accounts. People were like, hey, I'm with you. One individual recounted how their cousins were driving in the same general area and hit something similar to what you described with their car. Hit something? No. Police came to investigate. There was no sign of any downed creature in the ditch where the oddity had been sent flying from the collision. Other people familiar with the location of the sighting echoed his experience of seeing a large hair-covered wow. bipedal animal scramble across the road with incredible speed. Aww. Huh. Where is this? Upstate New York? Yeah. Weird. I wouldn't really 
tie that with Bigfoot, but I mean, I guess. And it's wooded. It's foresty. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Guys, break for Bigfoot. Yeah. He's just trying to do his thing. He's like, I just had to pee. I gotta go somewhere. I'm really sad. I'm so sad. <laughs> uh, okay. I like Bigfoot. I really do. So is that the whole story? Is there yeah. more? No, that's Aww. it. He saw him. He saw him. Super fast. Circular arm I'm really motion. sad to hear the story about the people hit that him. hit him. At least it, like the body wasn't there and he got a parallel dimension portaled out of there. Maybe it's one of those situations where they like where when they die they disappear and that's why we don't find their skeleton. No. Like, I think it's because he- when a Bigfoot kicks the bucket the fam bam and friends know Gather and they portal them out of here. I mean, I guess. Or they at least take the body somewhere special that we don't know. Like a special Bigfoot burial ground? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. That's what I Where think. Where do you think that would be? <sighs> like deep in the woods or like Probably. A, like a cave? Like is there like a special cave maybe? We have Both. a lot of questions. Deep in the woods cave. <laughs> mm-hmm. Questions. Mm-hmm. Questions that need answering. We got to find a Bigfoot and ask them. <laughs> Simple as that. Okay. Let's go find him. Let's go find him and ask. You know what? I'm going to find her. I'm going to find him. I'm going to go find she Bigfoot. That's what I want. I like that. Yeah. I feel like she'd talk to us. She would. She'd have so much to say. (laughs) She's like, finally, I can vent to someone. Ladies, sit down. I have a story to tell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's go, girl. (laughs) Tell us what's up. Well, guys, we're going to move on to our interview again. Thank you so much for joining us. And please enjoy this interview with Rebecca from the Cambry House. Yay. Woo! I'm jealous. I wanted to I'm talk sorry. to her. It's okay. I'm sorry. Whatever. All right. Fine. <laughs> sorry. All right. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Okay, guys. Well, I'm here with Rebecca, um, and she owns a really spectacular piece of property and I'd never heard of it. And I think you messaged us first, Rebecca. Isn't that correct? Is that correct? Yeah, I think I did. (laughs) Okay. Well, um, you own, is it Camber house? I don't want to pronounce it wrong. Or is it? Okay. See, I, I was like, I know that it was built by a French man. So I just, I, I'm going to pronounce it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a different name, but yeah, we call it Cambry. Cambry. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. So this place is beautiful, um, historic place. Actually, you've got it registered on the, the National Historic Register of Historic Places. Um, yes. And please tell me, you know, where it is and what this place is, because it's just a very exciting property. Yeah. So it's kind of um, out in the middle of nowhere in Illinois. Um, so I'm <laughs> located outside of Nauvoo, Illinois, which is right on the Mississippi River across from Fort Madison, Iowa. Kind of give you some landmarks if you're in that kind of area. Mm -hmm. Um, But honestly, it's really out in the middle of nowhere. Love (laughs) Um, it. People get lost all the time trying to find me just because I'm so far out in the woods. Um, (laughs) Off the beaten path. (laughs) Um, So the house was built in 1867 uh, by French Icarian Adolphe and Hortense Cambry. they 
were part of uh, a communal society called Icarians. Um, Icarians um, were birthed out of the French Revolution and they sold everything they owned and then joined this communal society. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. They, that, that society was in Nauvoo. Um, and then that they left the society and then built this home. Okay. <laughs> so it's considered an example of Icarian architecture, and that's why it's on the National Register of Historic Places. Oh, very cool. I'm going to have to look up this group of people because I have never even heard of them before. Granted, I'm a West Coaster, so, you know, that's not surprising. <laughs> it's kind of one of those little little known history facts that mm-hmm. is just really fascinating. Um, oh. they, they actually created this utopian society that lasted... Um, until 1899. Oh, um, so you know, for utopian societies, that's actually a, a record. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, beautiful stuff like that doesn't really last very long, but it's very exactly. cool. <laughs> so, this property, you you run a business there, but do you also live there? No. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's not really that kind of house. Okay. <laughs> It's more a museum than house. So, I mean, you can definitely stay in there. And it's not like you're roughing it by any means. Um, But everything in the home, for the most part, is original to the 1860s. Wow. Okay. All the woodwork, the layout of the house, um, the windows are all original to the 1860s when the home was built. So it gets cold in the winter. (laughs) Can. (laughs) And it does have heat, but... um, (laughs) not uh the modern heat Got it. and it's laid out differently than like modern homes so mm-hmm. there it's three bedrooms but one of the bedrooms doesn't have any doors and it's kind of like a big open room <laughs> oh okay when you said it didn't have any doors i got this nightmarish vision of like a creepy box of a room <laughs> it's just yeah no no stuff. it's like like picture like an open floor plan kitchen sure. bedroom okay I mean, it's like an open office space. Got it. Right, right. But, sure. you know, they, they had 10 kids in this home. <gasps> so, like, okay, well, oh. we're just going to stack them up like kindling in a big open room. Wow. You know? Oh, man, 10 kids. My brother and I, there's just two of us. And Erica is just a pretty, like, she's got an older brother, but he's, like, way older. So I wouldn't know how to share with that many people. <laughs> Exactly, and in a three-bedroom house. Uh, I have no clue how that worked, but they did it. So good for them, (laughs) (laughs) right? Sturdier stock. (laughs) No, thank you. Well, so this property is really special, and you're on our show because it's haunted. Yes, (laughs) yes. I mean, not that historical places aren't interesting to us erica and i are like major history nerds so that's why when you're like oh it's this group of people that you've never heard of that's immediate like red flag wait wait a second need to go research but but yeah so your your property is haunted right there's a ton of history but yeah it's haunted too (laughs) okay so is it like multiple ghosts is it just like one big pain in the butt that just ruins everything or is it really funny (laughs) It's like multiple ghosts. Oh, wow. uh, so I always tell people like I have just a ton of energy at this location that fuels a lot of activity. Okay. So we're on top of a limestone bluff okay. overlooking the Mississippi River. 
and oh. there is a natural mineral spring on the property. Okay. So I've got lots and lots of running water and then we've got limestone and it's just like, this just a ton of energy. Sure. So here. it's like a conductor. You've got like a bunch of conductors yeah. all around. Right. But as far as ghosts, I have a lot. Okay. <laughs> um, they're, they're more of like a playful nature. Um, oh, just that's good. It, it, I always tell people it was a happy home that people just chose not to leave. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're more playful. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, do you have any ghosts that are maybe that are kind of familiar to you? Like you, you recognize them as like, oh, well, this is the, like the one that, you know, hits this bell or makes this door slam for whatever reason or. Yeah. So one of the advantages about having a home that was lived in by one family, I pretty much know who who's there. Oh, wow. So I have a pretty detailed family history of all the Cambry family. Um, so like when we're interacting with the spirit out there, I can pretty much guess, you know, who it is. Okay. Our main source of activity seems to come from Eglantine Cambry, which is kind of an odd French name. Wait, say that name one more time. Eglantine. (laughs) Okay. I've already heard you right. Okay. I know. I know. (laughs) And I had to do a lot of like Google translate. Can you pronounce this for me? (laughs) Sure. And I'm still not 100%. I got that right. But, it you know, sounds good to me. I pronounced Cambry wrong. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Eglantine died on the property. Oh, wow. Before the house was built around the age of nine. Oh. So they'd bought the property and they were working on building the bigger house when she mm-hmm. passed away. But her whole family was in the house. When they moved in, I think she moved in too. <laughs> wow. Okay. Do you know if when they were living there, if the Cambry family, when they were living there, if they had said anything about it being haunted before they sold it to your grandparents? Um, no. Okay. So as far as I know, mm-hmm. nobody really attributed the, the any ghostly activity to the house until after I bought it. Got it. Okay. Right. So you have to remember the house hadn't been lived in since the Cambry family left in in, oh, 19, okay. in the seventies. Mm-hmm. So it hasn't been lived in for over 50 some years. <laughs> well, Got 40. it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while since it's been lived in and a lot of the activity we have in the house are like noises and stuff like that. So if you're in the house with a whole bunch of people, you may you know, footsteps. Oh, well, yeah. You know, that was so-and-so upstairs or something like that. Sure. Right. And then we have like doors that open and close and, you know, it's an old house, that kind of or stuff. It could be happens. the wind right. or, you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're exactly. like, nobody's got any windows open, but okay. It's the wind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, going back in as a paranormal investigator to, to like try and figure out what's going on with the, the doors opening and closing was really f- interesting for me because it's like, I, I know certain doors open and close since my grandparents bought the home in 1979. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they always just chalk that up. It's an old house. Okay. So they were not believers. So they bought yeah. it and they were just like, that's just whatever. That's just the yeah. house. Okay. Eh houses doors open and close <laughs> okay okay sure you're like right, right. all right <laughs> yeah but now like looking back on it i'm like okay yeah but that that door that opens a lot that one is actually weighted to swing shut so when you push it open it swings back shut so 
So to go, go upstairs and find that one that was shut and latched and waited to swing shut to find that open. That's not normal. No, that's not normal. And then like the other one downstairs, the basement door that they had a lot of problems with opening. Oh, there's a basement. Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's full basement because they had they raised apples so this was an oh apple okay so they had to have so they, cold storage yeah cold storage for the apples in the basement mm. um so yeah this basement door it opened so much so that like when we had big family events out there they put one of the grandkids by the door to make sure it stayed shut <sighs> it shuts and it latches and it's a solid latch i mean you can pull on this door yank on it and mm-hmm. it won't open the idea that that door has opened so much in the past that we we definitely had activity going on. It just was not attributed to being sure. a ghost. Well, I mean, yeah. it takes kind of an open mind to actually to appreciate and recognize that. And I mean, I guess if you don't want to recognize it, you won't. And, it's, and since the ghosts aren't like mean or malevolent, I mean, they're just going right. to keep messing with you. They're not going to do anything crappy so if you just want to ignore it i guess you can just ignore it it's an old house Doors yeah open and close. sure houses, right <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess my dad's house is about 80 something years old and i'd like to i don't think i remember anything creepy happening there but now i don't want to think about it so i don't want to know <laughs> but okay so have you always been a paranormal investigator or did that just kind of because i know your grandparents owned this house so you probably thought that it was creepy as a kid right <laughs> I didn't really think it was creepy, but like looking again, like in hindsight, Mm -hmm. uh, when it was dark, everyone went home. Oh, and it wasn't something that we consciously did. It was just when it was dark, everyone went home. Oh, it's dark. Let's go home. I mean, oh, interesting. So I never really spent time out here after dark. Oh, Um, We'd never spent the night out there. Again, I didn't really think about this at all. All right. How like later on is like doing the paranormal investigative thing and buying mm-hmm. the house. I bought the house for my grandparents, um, just kind of like on a whim because I didn't want to see it leave the family. Sure, of course. And then and then tried to figure out what to do with it. <laughs> and um <laughs> I've been investigating since around 2003. Okay. And I bought the house in 2016. So, uh, and again, you know, I don't know, like sometimes I think, you know, you have a block from childhood, you know, sure. like oh, a, totally. yeah, that house isn't haunted. I've, I've been, I, I grew up with this house. So just, I have no idea why I never even considered this house being haunted until I bought it and then spent the night in it. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. And then, and then that was the catalyst of this whole ghost thing. Sure. <laughs> okay. That. Because we, we heard footsteps that night and Ugh. like solid footsteps that no. woke me up. And and I thought it was my sister walking around and it wasn't. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, when you start thinking back on all those, these stores that open and close and stuff like that, I, that's when I'm like, maybe we want to have something here. Yeah, sure. And so I have friends who end up investigate. And so... I contacted them to have them come out and do an investigation um, without me. (laughs) Sure. Of Um, course. You don't want to have your biasy there. Exactly. I wanted a third party. Sure. And that was, that was the point where we're like, okay, we really have activity. They were getting like 
wicked, wicked cold spots. Like that first investigation, the temperature outside was like in the 40s, like Mm -hmm. 43. Uh, And the temperature inside the house was 58. My thermostat was working, Mm -hmm. furnace was working, but they were registering cold spots in the teens and 20s. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, (laughs) you know, that's not natural. (laughs) No. No logical explanation for cold spots that solid. And mm-hmm. and it's not like a random cold spot. It was like a cold spot that lasted for hours. Oh, wow. You know, where you're able to follow, follow the solid, solid cold spot around the house. Yeah. And I mean, and then there's also bodies inside the house. So it's like that, that would bring the temperature up just like a minute, but it wouldn't stay down in the teens for sure. It, well, the temperature outside is in its in the forties. Yeah, there's no no logical no logical explanation sure. for having a cold spot in the teens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super creepy. So then, have they come back to continue to do the uh, investigations, or do you do them like because I saw the on your website? So you do not just investigations, but you have like weddings and events, and I saw some painting classes, and I'm like, dang it, I wish I lived closer because I'd love to do those. <laughs> yeah. We do a lot of fun stuff. We do a Mm -hmm. lot of fun stuff. So when I originally bought it and we were trying to figure out what we're doing, I had cousins over the years that had gotten married out here. Sure. Okay. So so it was a natural leap. Okay. Well, we've had a few weddings. Surely we can do a few more. This, this will work, you know? So, so we started by saying we were doing weddings Mm -hmm. and then we realized it was haunted. Sure. (laughs) And so we thought, well, we'll do a few ghost tours. And so, um, my friend who came out to help me do the investigations is Chad Derry. And he does, he's um, in charge of Augusta Paranormal. And okay. so he helps me out with the ghost tours. Great. Well, I will link him if he's got some information. I'll link him in the episode as well, because that's cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. And so I saw also you do you have haunted weddings or like ghost weddings. <laughs> what, what do you what do you call them? Because I don't want to give it the wrong name. I call it a haunted wedding. Um, basically, when you book it for your wedding, you get to rent, you you have access to the house for overnight. Okay. So you can investigate on your wedding night. Oh, man. <laughs> Erica's, it's really a bummer that Erica's not here right now because Erica's the one that's like majorly into ghosts and ghosts freak me out more than anything. So I'm just like, <laughs> uh, like when she and I would do investigations as kids because we met when we were younger like I was the one that was about to pee my pants the whole time and she was the one that was like come on let's go let's go and I'm like please protect me because I'm so scared right now so just the thought of being like oh just spend the night of your wedding in here I mean it sounds like fun but also terrifying (laughs) at the same time like it's giving me stress No, it's not for everybody and you could choose not to investigate oh but but I feel like you'd be silly to not I I I think that they're you know from a paranormal investigative standpoint I think that sounds like a lot of fun oh for sure go go have my wedding and then have a big paranormal investigation with all my friends that night would be like that's I mean it's okay if I have the protection of all my friends then it sounds really fun yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, because I, I know that Erica was like, okay, well, we got to somehow, because, you know, now that COVID is chilling out a bit and people are being vaccinated and whatnot, we're like, okay, 
what places can we go visit? And we love how secluded your place is, but also just that it actually has a history. Because so many places that, you know, we've we've talked about in the past are like, oh, well, it's a haunted house. It's like, well, why? Why is it haunted? Like, what's the right. history? And people are like, I don't know. <laughs> I always tell people like I'm, I'm only a couple hours away from the list guys. So I'm like, I'm not creepy ax murder haunted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I definitely have a lot of activity, but I, I really think it stems from the land and the energy there mm-hmm. on the property. Okay. Um, one of the things like a lot of people, almost every single person mm-hmm. <laughs> will say when they're there, they'll, they'll, they do this kind of this big sigh and they'll just say, it's just so peaceful here. Oh. And it's so neat to hear that exact same phrase <laughs> repeated over and over mm-hmm. by everybody who's out there, um, regardless of whether they're for, there for a ghost tour or wedding or, or painting classes, even mm-hmm. every single person will say that exact same thing. And it's just really... <laughs> you know, there's, there's just something there on this property that just kind of lends itself to this activity. Sure. Well, it sounds like they're getting back the good energy and also putting like putting their good energy into the property as well, while they're there to kind of like help spread it around. So I know you said there are doors that slam and cold spots and just kind of like fun energies. Do you get, are there specific rooms that you feel or certain spots on the property that you feel are definitely more active than others or so the whole house <laughs> <laughs> got it um I, the whole i have activity in the whole house it's just okay. crazy like the upstairs bedroom that's fritz's room um okay. is a little bit more active but honestly it's the entire house um so fritz is uh, adolph cambry's son who took over the farm after his dad passed away okay um he never married he never had children after his parents passed away the upstairs bedroom was his okay he's very protective of the land and the property but not so much interacting with <laughs> investigators it's one of those things that where you know, we get a lot of okay there's definitely something in this room it's a male presence not a lot of interaction. Got it. Okay. Eglantine, on the other hand, is like chattered away on the spirit box, uses whatever um, equipment wow. is there. I've watched the last three lives of people investigating that the farm have been paranormal investigators going, can you stop making the equipment go off? <laughs> <laughs> Does she, um, <laughs> So, so she, you said that she's actually communicated in the spirit box. Like, what, what has she said? Have there been any words that are understandable that have been able to be picked up? Or, um, yeah, a lot of words, um, a lot of just confirmation of who she is, okay. um, and that she's there just because it's her home and she's happy mm-hmm. to be there. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like you said earlier, they're more happy, cheerful, playful type. Yes. Very playful. Have they ever interrupted like a wedding or has anything like that happened? Um, I, I haven't had a lot of feedback from the wedding people. Okay. Um, the camping people, I have a group that comes out and they camp every fall. Um, and <laughs> okay. the camping people, <laughs> I got some interesting stories from. So like most of them are camping outside in the yard in tents, which I'm telling you more power to these people. Yeah. Um, oh man. And, the um one of them had a CPAP machine and so he had to sleep inside the house mm-hmm. and was he needed the electricity sure sure so they didn't tell him anything 
about it being oh, haunted. Oh, no. It's a really neat house, right? <laughs> and he got up the next morning and he's like, so you know that house is haunted, right? Oh, my God. I would not be able to sleep in there alone. No way. <laughs> he said the footsteps walking around kept him up all night. Oh, and you have to keep in mind, this guy had a CPAP machine on, which those are those, not quiet. That was going to say, that makes a lot of noise. Yeah. So the idea that the footsteps were loud enough, he could hear them <laughs> over his machine, just as like. Maybe he annoyed the ghosts steps. and woke them up. <laughs> disturb, <laughs> their, disturb their peace. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm glad that they didn't like mess with the equipment though. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they left his equipment alone. They, they had different problems with uh, other equipment. So they mm-hmm. brought like a camper with like a generator and stuff and their generator brand new would not work. It did work when they left the property. <laughs> wow. They were probably like, that's stuff. That stuff's too loud. We don't want that. Here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and then there was like different stuff that just was not working for them. And they were just that once, once they left, everything worked great. It was just <laughs> while they were there. Interesting. Oh okay. Yeah. That just means that they need to rough it a little more. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Less generators. In the wrong location on the property. I don't know. <laughs> That's totally possible. I mean, I, I still think that it has something to do with the fact that maybe the family was like, you know, that's not how you're supposed to experience our property. Get out of here with that generator. <laughs> right. Go in the house with the ghost. Camp <laughs> correctly or go in the house. You don't get the generator. Um, do you ever have to, this is a kind of weird question, but do you ever have to like make a truce with the ghosts or whatever to see if they'll stop something or if they're being like, have you ever figured out a way to just be like, okay, guys, like I need a, need a chill yeah. evening. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. And um, usually it's, you know, okay, we're not, we're not investigating tonight. I need sleep. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, just trying to talk to him and stuff. Um, our current, our current issue that we're having with them is the front door. Um, oh, they're locking people out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> it is haunted, guys. What can I say? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and conversely they're they're letting in who they want to let in and they're locking people out that they don't want in um my mother they have decided that doesn't need to be in the house anymore (laughs) oh she must have said something maybe they heard her say something about the house maybe she was like this uh, dumb door (laughs) yes or she she doesn't like some of my furniture and she tried to throw away some pillows. And um, oh. anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, when she goes over there, she, she can't get in. Um, so her oh key, God. her key to the front door absolutely will not work now. And I've tried leaving it unlocked for her and mm-hmm. that hasn't worked. They've locked it. Wow. <laughs> well then what yeah. happens if you need a vacation, but there's stuff going on and she's like, I can't get in. They won't let me I in. I know. I know. <laughs> that's that's i keep telling her i'm like okay you got to talk to him and tell him why you're there i was gonna say she's got to apologize she did something something something. but on the opposite side of that i've had like service people um i had a guy who was coming over to work on the furnace Mm -hmm. and he said he was gonna get there at one and like oh well i got time to go eat right you know (laughs) i get there at one and he's walking out of the house oh and i'm like Oh, I, you know, I'm like, I know I locked it. I locked it before I yeah. left. 
like i got here early and the house was unlocked so i just went on ahead and oh like, well i'm glad they let you in <laughs> hey maybe <laughs> right? that's just a really good way of vetting you don't have to worry about it yeah yeah <laughs> like okay <laughs> they, they knew he was there to work on the furnace so they just opened the door for him i guess i, I know mean, he's helpful he won't hurt anything <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> okay so you do weddings you have events there like how far out in advance are you booked um weekends are pretty full Mm -hmm. through the week is um a lot more open Mm -hmm. or at least right now yeah um so i'm starting to book for next year um october books really fast oh yeah the ghosts yeah not only am i doing ghost tours but people like to do weddings in october because Mm -hmm. well the trees are really pretty and it's october and sure (laughs) you know? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Do you ever do stuff in the winter? Because I know you guys get snow there. Yeah, we get snow there. I mean, we do do some stuff in the winter, but not as much just because mm-hmm. um, I'm I live on some gravel roads out there that the, ha- the, house, the house has a long gravel lane. Um, so I mean, you can get out there in the winter. Um, it's just a little on the trickier side. So Got I it. don't personally plan events but you definitely can rent it for a paranormal investigation oh cool okay well that's that's cool so like what um i have to ask because i know you said your your friend of uh, augusta paranormal that was yeah okay Uh okay so you've had him come through have you ever had any like erica's she'll kill me if i don't ask she's obsessed with ghost adventures she has been since like the moment they got on air (laughs) have you invited them to your house um i have tried a little bit Mm -hmm. you you know it's harder to build a haunted reputation than you think i mean i was gonna ask about that it sounds like something that that would be kind of annoying and a little bit competitive right right because because they're always like well why is your house haunted and like well it's a happy home they didn't want to leave and and they're like well what about they some people seem to think that there must be some huge tragedy in order to have oh okay so they're expecting a traumatic ghost haunting got it yes yes. and i don't i don't really have that i mean which is good i mean yeah no of course it's good that there wasn't like a huge tragedy here Mm -hmm. but yeah then then you know just trying to describe well i'm definitely haunted like well how and why and what proof do you have and (laughs) i mean it's a little harder to build that tell people your house is haunted and then mm-hmm. and then too you know to charge charge money for people to investigate sure is nerve-wracking i bet <laughs> it's like um i can't i can't go in there and just say okay guys you're on <laughs> do something <laughs> sure especially if yeah. they sense that that person's like kind of a turd so they're like mm, no i'm not gonna do anything for this person right right i've, I've <laughs> like, a feeling like they they sound like they're a little bit sassy if they like to lock people they, out they are a little on the sassy side <laughs> <laughs> um well so you've done paranormal investigations yourself so what's yes. your favorite method of communication with ghosts um i like to I like to just feel it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to walk through and just see see what I can feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's there's a certain feeling in my gut when there's a ghost there. You know, I can. Okay. That's what I like to do personally. I like to walk through and feel it, and then and then go to the equipment and 
the K2 and the spirit box and that sort of stuff. Sure. Um, right now I'm investigating with a lot of different teams. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> so it's kind of neat to see which team has what boy and um, sure. <laughs> No, I do. I do a lot of observing just to see like, oh, what toy have you got? <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you personally have any like uh, kind of like clairvoyant or, or any psychic abilities yourself? Or is it just it's more of just like a intuition kind of feeling that you get? It's more of an intuition type feeling that I okay. get. There's a certain feel when I, I can tell there's something there mm-hmm. and then and then they use like the tools and stuff to back it up so it's sure. more like an intuition thing that okay I, like so does that kind of like run in your family I know you said your mom goes to the house does she have any sort of like mediumship feelings <laughs> or, or um, uh, skills I, she's starting to think she might so she's never really investigated until I really got into doing this mm-hmm. uh, so she and she still doesn't do a whole lot but every once in a while she'll like ooh, you know she's like oh, I think she'll, I she'll yeah. get some feelings okay see I have a feeling that yeah. a lot of people have that uh just kind of like latent ability but because we're adults right. and it's not quote normal and something that you know is like right really something you want to talk about like of course yeah we suppress that I I think so too, because I mean, as paranormal investigators, you know, we know to look at the door, like, okay, why is it opening? You Mm -hmm. know, um, you know, trying to figure out the the root cause and debunk and figure out why the door is opening versus just saying, "Eh, it's an old house, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) or, or conversely defaulting, well, it's definitely a ghost. And it's like, well, okay, we gotta, we really do need to figure this out or, you know, we don't need to, but to right, make me right, feel better, I need to figure it out. <laughs> as good paranormal investigators, it's our job to get to the bottom of why mm-hmm. this is happening. Is it a, is it paranormal or is it not? Yeah. And so, so yeah, that that's kind of been um, interesting for me to to go through the house and figure out. Okay, was this paranormal activity that we were experiencing in the seventies, or is it an old house and the door just kind of? Sure. Okay. And with the groups that you go with, are there any mediums in your groups that you go with to your investigations and also bring to the house? Yeah. Yeah. So we've brought some mediums in. Mm -hmm. Um, Kelly McCarvel is from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and she was like the first medium I brought in. Mm -hmm. Um, She really did a lot of confirming that we had activity, confirming who our ghost was. Um, and since then we've able to, been able to back that up with um, equipment and using spirit box sessions and K2 sessions and stuff like that. So very cool. Yeah. And she says it's really neat for her too, to be able to walk into a location and say, you know, say that she's sensing a female older person. And I'm like, and I, I can narrow it down to who it is with a couple questions, you know, older, younger, um yeah oh that's so cool I just love that there's actually like a proper documented history with your house to back that up so that you can like you said so you actually have a reference point that's really that's really cool because otherwise it's just like oh I don't know some person lived in this apartment building and I think it's haunted and it's like well who lived there and why what happened (laughs) tell me more Right. Yeah, exactly. I can, I can give you a lot better idea of who might be in this house by, Mm -hmm. because I do have the documented history of who lived there and the Cambry family and their descendants and Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So have you ever sensed 
or you have you ever encountered his name's Adolf, right? I didn't pronounce it uh, wrong. Adolf. Yeah. Did yeah. he did the builder of the house? Have you ever sensed him? Has he ever been there? Or is it is it like everybody from the family or just like a few select people that probably had a really that really enjoyed living there? I stuck think it's around? just a few I think it's just a few select people. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, the male presence in the upstairs bedroom for a long time we thought it was Adolf, but mm-hmm. I've since been the more investigating that we do mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the more research that I do, then I kind of um, have decided that I really think it's Fritz upstairs. So I get some letters um, that Fritz wrote. Oh, so cool. um, Fritz, after Fritz and Anita, his sister, ran the farm together. Oh, um, okay. And after, after Anita passed away, Fritz decided to sell the farm to his nephew. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he was going to go visit relatives. He, he was going to travel, visit relatives and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, which sounds like a great idea, kind of like a re- retirement from the farm. Sure. So he sells the farm to this nephew. And then he, the letters he wrote after that are very, um, he didn't like the way the nephew was taking care of the farm. Oh boy. Yeah. He said it didn't look like five cents with what the way Robert was taking care of the farm. Oh, very very upset about that. And then he gets out to California and um, he finds out that he has a terminal illness and he oh. committed suicide in California. So like I said, I had, I had some letters written be- by Fritz before he mm-hmm. committed suicide. And then I've got a couple written by a niece after he committed suicide. Got it. And that those letters and that that incident kind of really confirmed to me and learning that that was his bedroom mm-hmm. too just really solidified to me that that male presence in the upstairs bedroom is Fritz. Oh, for sure. I mean, and you know that he just wants to be there as kind of like almost like a conservatorship just to kind of watch over and make sure that everything's right. being handled properly yeah. <laughs> as he wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, maybe he's know, the when- one locking the door. <laughs> maybe like okay you're coming in because i know you're fixing the furnace you're not because i don't like the way you're rearranging my furniture sure (laughs) wow well so you've got people booked out for almost like another year that's really cool and i mean do you have any other plans for the for the property um i mean you're already doing a lot but yeah already doing a lot i um I've got a patio I want to put in and I'm hoping to build like a reception hall at some point. Oh, wow. Okay. Because right now with the weddings, it's mainly outside, which is gorgeous. I have a really gorgeous outside location for weddings, but Mm -hmm. um, at some point I'd like to have an inside reception hall. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, that would probably be nice to maybe escape the heat on certain hot days. And then, you know, I don't know, just for me, the sun, because I burned like no other. <laughs> so. Right, right. <laughs> that in the rain. People worry about rain a lot, you know, mm-hmm. with the outside. So for sure, I mean, the, pictures, the pictures are gorgeous, no matter what the weather is doing. But you know, seriously, I'm looking at pictures right now on your website, which is Cambry C A M B R E House dot com, and yeah. I'm, you can book through your website, or do you uh, do people contact you directly? Yeah, they just message me through the website to book Perfect. or contact me, either or. Cool. Uh, well, I hope that local people are able to, that listen, are able to book some time. I seriously am so bummed that I can't go and do painting because that painting sounds really awesome. 
the painting yeah, classes. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. So we usually do a French impressionist because, well, they're French. Yeah. Um, and we walk you step by step through recreating the painting. So my mom Dang is it. an artist. That's what she does Aww. for a living. Um, and she taught art when I was a kid. So I, I kind of, <laughs> I learned a lot from being a kid growing up with an artist as a mother. So that's really cool. It's just really fun that you guys have, you have all kinds of different stuff going on here. You've got art, you've got history, you've got ghosts and weddings and just random events. So I mean, your property kind of has it all and you're on the river. So even better. Right. Exactly. That's so cool. Well, Rebecca, I don't, want to take any more of your time, but I really appreciate you coming onto our show and taking the time to tell us about your beautiful property. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. Like I said, it's kind of like trying to get the word out about oh, my yeah. little house out here. And um, it's it's nice to be able to share the history of the house with other people. So. Oh, for sure. And I just love that people can go there and learn from you or learn from the ghosts if, if they're nice, <laughs> if they don't get locked out. <laughs> I let you in. <laughs> I, had, I had a team. I had a team this last weekend that were they were meeting me at the house, and I was late. And um, but the door was unlocked, and so when I got there, and the team was standing outside, I'm like, the door was unlocked. You could have gone on in. They're like, no, it wasn't. It was locked. And I'm like, and I, and then I walk up and open the door, and they're all like, ah. You're like, it was locked. You're like. Not for me. <laughs> they like me. What'd you say? What'd you say about the house? Right? I think that should probably be your first question when someone says it's locked. Be like, what did you say? Did you talk to them? Tell them why you're here. <laughs> well, I love it. <laughs> That's so cool. Well, Rebecca, thank you so much for your time. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And hopefully, listeners, maybe you'll go visit and hopefully Erica and I will be able to visit sometime soon because she was like, we have to stay there. I'm like, all right, well, I'll have to bring a yeah. diaper or something for myself because I'm probably going to pee my pants because everything scares me. <laughs> so <laughs> it's so terrifying. If I hear footsteps, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it. <laughs> I might pass out. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I hope you have a wonderful day and, and thank you again. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm glad this finally worked out. So yeah. thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.